Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode in the Run Brighter podcast. This is episode number 49 and the third part in a series that I've been calling Running with a Purpose. If you tuned into our last episode, whether you watched it on YouTube or listened to the podcast, I want to thank you for listening to that episode. Got a lot of really good feedback on that. And that episode was about why I believe that everyone who has legs, who can move, should be able to run a mile without stopping. We're going to be on a similar theme, but a little less aggressive on this one. We are going to talk about how to run a 5K without stopping. Now, the reason why we're not saying why everyone should be able to do it is because I think the mile is a distance that isn't crazy long. And regardless of what you are training for, being able to run a mile is not going to hold you back towards some of those fitness goals that you have. But when we get to a distance like a 5K, for example, I do truly believe that almost everyone should learn to do it. But I think there are certain cases, if you're a big bodybuilder or training for something specific, where running might not be taking as much of a place, where maybe it's not as critical for you to be able to run a 5K without stopping. But we're going to jump in. We're going to share a ton of awesome tips and advice for you to learn how to be able to accomplish this feat within running. And I think it's a really special one. The 5K is personally one of my favorite distances to run, to race. And I think you being able to accomplish this goal is going to bring you a ton of fulfillment and other benefits that come with running naturally. But first, what is a 5K? A 5K is equivalent to 3.125 miles, obviously five kilometers for those on the metric scale. And the 5K is a really well-known race, I think in many different levels of life. Most people who are into competitive running will see the 5K introduced to them in the high school level, their freshman year of high school, when they join the cross-country team. And it's a race that people like doing in trails. And so cross-country, you're running in trails. And 5K, that is pretty much the most popular distance that you might see in cross-country racing. We also see it very oftentimes at the collegiate level. Um, the 5K is a distance that is ran on the track often at the collegiate level. And some of the times these runners are running are pretty insane, especially when you compare it to what the average person could probably run a 5K. And then additionally, I would say even after college, regardless of your level of running, the 5K is probably the most popular and common race that we actually see. Don't quote me on that, but that's just based on what I've observed through attending many different races and experiences between fun runs and color runs and you know trail races, road races, races on a track, races for charity, races for competition. It, you know, there are so many different ways we see the 5K incorporated in really everyday life. It is a staple of a Saturday morning, Sunday morning weekend in communities and towns all over the country and all over the world, really. And if there's a race that has a longer distance, such as a half marathon, a marathon, oftentimes there'll be a 5K part of that weekend of running. So this way, more beginner runners can still be involved, still get the mileage, still get a medal, but not be forced to run a longer distance, which I think is really cool to be able to give people the opportunity to compete in something for, them, for themselves and be part of an amazing community-based event, such as a half marathon, full marathon, or even ultra marathon, sometimes have a 5K option alongside of that as well. But 
Now that you know what a 5K actually is, I am going to jump into how to actually be able to complete this distance without needing to stop. Because that's the theme of this part of running with a purpose. We want to give you the skills and knowledge to be able to really get out there and run a specific distance without feeling the need to walk halfway through it. And yes, if you do that, that's completely fine. But we want to help runners out really get closer towards their potential within this amazing sport. And so, yeah, I mean, the first way to understand, even if you have the ability to run a 5K or not, is to just simply try. Go out there, find a route that's equivalent to 3.125 miles, run around a track if you want, go on a treadmill, it doesn't matter. Just go out there, put your shoes on, and figure out what you can do with running right now. And maybe you're going to go ahead and try to accomplish running a 5K, and you only get to the one-mile mark, and you need to stop. Maybe we're at two miles, maybe we're not even at a mile, and we have a lot of work to be done. I think regardless of where you're sitting right now, if you go ahead and put in the right practices and the right training, being able to run a 5K is very, very doable. And by no means do I think when you train for a 5K, you need to be running five, six, seven days a week. I think if you train for one or two days a week, you can accomplish this goal. I would say that my recommendation, the sweet spot to get there as soon as possible is probably the three to four day mark. But that is not meant to say that you absolutely have to do that. There's people who can run a 5K right now who only run once a year and that's at a 5K and they're able to do it without stopping. A lot of it, just like training for the mile, is being in good physical shape, living a healthy and active lifestyle. So it's not all centered around running. You wanna be, from a nutrition standpoint, eating healthy food and being at a weight that is not unhealthy in the sense that you're not eating and you're getting super skinny. That might help you towards this goal, but that is not sustainable. And oftentimes, whenever I see people do that, they're eventually going back to their old ways. Now, we're talking about a balanced diet 2,000 to 2,500 calories a day is what I highly recommend. I'm not a nutritionist, but that's what nutritionists will probably recommend. And if you're adding running to your life and you're lowering the amount of calories that you're eating in a given day, understand that there is a period of time where getting to that 2,000 to 2,500 calorie mark, it might not happen overnight. You need to slowly decrease your calories if you're eating more than that right now while you're running as well. And so be periodic, be consistent. As far as what's right for this, there's no specific right answer. There's so many different people that you can work with when it comes to nutrition, but I think the best thing that you wanna do is put together some sort of plan where you are eating a little bit healthier each week and you're running a little bit more each week. And that'll help you towards this goal from a nutrition standpoint. I think the other thing that is important, of course, is that you are active and you are moving. So I really think the best thing that you can do to be able to run a 5K is to go out there and run. Now, a lot of us, when we go out there and run, we are not patient. We want to go ahead and get a certain distance over with as quickly as possible. But what you don't realize is that, yes, maybe for two or three minutes, you're going to feel good running at a pace that is quick for yourself, but you might not recognize that it's quick for yourself until after those three minutes when you start feeling fatigued and tired. I want to encourage you, if you don't have the ability to run a 5K right now, to when you go out there and you actually run, majority of your runs, 80% of your runs, 
that you're going to do over time. And I would even say for the first few weeks, 100% of the runs that you're going to want to do are going to be at an incredibly slow pace for yourself. Like I'm talking the fact that someone who is walking quickly could probably pass you who's in strong physical shape. You know, I would say you want to just be moving your legs in a running motion, but you're not walking. You're bringing your knees and your feet up and you're moving in a jogging or running motion. Okay. And so we're going to go over different examples here. I'm going to start with one day a week and then we're going to ramp up to up to four days a week. If you want to do five, six or seven, go ahead, but I'm not going to talk about that during this video because I think if you're able to run that many days a week, then you probably already at the point where you can run a 5k without stopping. But I would grab a pen and paper and write some of this down, or you can go online and look at similar plan options because this is all like very generic. So I would say if you are gonna go ahead and only commit yourself to running once a week, that's fine. But I would say you start the first week with running a certain distance that's comfortable for you. And you wanna be running easy, like I said, I can't emphasize that enough. So let's say that distance is one mile. You'll start the first week with one mile. But I think also something that you should consider doing while you're running is incorporating walking in it and really just trying to spend more and more time on your feet as possible during that one day a week that you are running. So maybe you start off doing a mile, but then you walk a half mile to finish. Maybe you do half a mile, walk half a mile, run half a mile, walk half a mile, run half a mile, walk half a mile. There's so many different ways that you can be creative with this, but it's really time on feet. And so that will help you ramp and over time you're gonna get more comfortable with running and you will get yourself to a point where you're able to run a full 5K. I can't guarantee you how many weeks it's gonna be. It's really up to you to make the consistent actions, the consistent increase and doing it one day a week is possible when it comes to running, but I wanna highly recommend that you are trying to walk as much as possible, that you're doing cross training like biking or swimming, yoga, competitive sports, things of that nature will help towards that goal. And then once you're at a point where you're starting to feel comfortable, you go ahead and you try running that 5K and see if you can do it. I will say two things that you can do and I think they're both pretty similar, but one will help for training and one will help towards completion. Number one is to consider running with a group when you're actually training. There are so many different people who speak about this. I can say from my experience as well that when you run with people, you're able to run further, longer, and feel better. Running is such a mental sport, so having that support system is gonna really help you. And then something else that you should definitely do, and you can do this right away, is to sign up for a 5K. It's simple. Because if you are in that race environment, your adrenaline is gonna increase, you're gonna be motivated by all these amazing people that are out there and they're running this race, and the likelihood of you stopping is a lot less than when you're on a track or on a treadmill running by yourself. And I would say as far as when you should sign up for that race, whenever you'd like. I mean, there's no rush. Worst case, you run part of it and you walk part of it, but you know where you're at physically at that point. And then you sign up for another one, maybe four weeks out, eight weeks out, and you continue your training and you get yourself to that point. So that's regardless of the amount of days of week that you plan on running, a really important tip as far as being able to run a 5k without stopping. If you want to do two days a week, well, it's pretty much the same thing. 
I would recommend perhaps spacing out your runs by a couple days a week, and that should definitely help you. But I would keep that training style very consistent for yourself. I would say if you're gonna go ahead and run two days a week, every couple weeks incorporating some sort of speed workout in there will be really helpful. I would recommend probably doing anything between 30 to 90 seconds where you're running at 60, 70% of what you feel like you have the full ability to do and then walking or running really easy. This is gonna help build up some strength for you, burn some additional fat. It's not gonna help as much when we talk about your endurance and your aerobic base, which is what will be built during the easy run, which is why I'm just encouraging these speed runs to only be done every few weeks for beginner 5K runners, but I think it will definitely help your training. If you're gonna go ahead and do three days a week, then the same thing, but what you're gonna be doing is one of those three days, you'll be doing a speed workout, I would say every other week, and then the other two days should be nice and easy runs. And then if you wanna go ahead and do four days a week, I would recommend one day a week being that speed workout and the other three days being nice and easy. I think what's important to note too is when you get to a point where you're training three or four days a week for running, when it comes to doing cross training, other fitness activities, yes, I'm going to encourage you to do those activities, but I wouldn't say they're nearly as important for you to be able to do compared to when you're running one or two days a week. In my opinion, the magic number is 210 when it comes to being able to get to the shape of being able to run a 5K. 210 minutes a week of being on your feet, really. And this can include, of course, running, walking, biking, competitive sports, the incline machine, whatever it might be. But you wanna be on your feet for 210 minutes a week. And I would say that over time, you wanna be able to increase that to both be able to help your chances of being able to run a 5K without stopping and be able to improve your time if that's important to you. And of course, it's gonna help for your health and wellness. The more you're exercising, the better. You don't wanna overtrain and get injured and do something that's not smart. We're talking about 30 minutes a day of movement, which I think we all have 30 minutes a day that we can contribute to ourselves, our health, you just gotta go out there and do it. And like I said, even if it's just a slow walk, that's better than nothing, but you wanna make sure to continue to build up the amount of mileage that you're doing in a week when it comes to running. My advice when it comes to a 5K is five to 10% increase in your mileage a week. So if you start off with one mile, 5% of that is only 1.05 miles but still you're headed in the right direction. If you're feeling good and you're able to do 10%, you know, you're gonna jump to 1.10. And then over time, you keep increasing five to 10% every single week, week after week. And eventually the way that math works, you'll be able to get to that 5K distance. So we've covered nutrition, we've covered training, and then the other thing that I wanna talk about is recovery, because that's gonna be incredibly important here especially if you're someone that doesn't move much at all in a given week. For me to tell you to do 210 minutes, it might sound a little scary, and it can be scary if you don't do the right things before and after your runs to make sure that you are not injuring yourself or getting overtrained. So first things first is that you wanna make sure that after every run that you're doing, I don't care how hard or how easy the run is, you wanna go ahead and do a full stretching routine. Now I have a full YouTube video you can check out on the Run Brighter YouTube page that shows you my post-run stretching routine. Put that on every time after you run 
follow along. It's very interactive and engaging. So this will really put you in a spot where you make sure that you are not getting tight or super sore from running. You want to make sure that you're sleeping properly. That's helping with all aspects of life, but it will help with running because you are moving your muscles in a way that you don't normally do. And so they need to be able to regenerate and sleep is a huge way to help drink enough water. That is so important. You can do it during your run if you want. I highly recommend that. You don't have to if you don't feel like you need it, but there are so many different water bottle companies where you can put your hand in and be able to hold the water comfortably while you run or walk. Or if you're doing it at your gym, obviously water fountains there. Find areas to run where there's water fountains nearby as well. I think that's all really helpful. And electrolytes too. So because of the fact that you are running, you sweat a lot, so you're having a lot of sodium leave your body. And so making sure that you're bringing in healthy levels of electrolytes is important. I would say it's also important to make sure you are eating enough. I know we talked a little bit about weight loss at the beginning of this and how that can help by having the right level of calories, but it's also important that you are fueling your body with a balanced diet. I know there's all these fad diets that are out there, but what I follow and what I recommend is to make sure you're just eating foods that are good for you, organic foods, high quality meats, good non-processed carbohydrates, all those things will be really critical towards recovery and providing you enough energy for the run. When it comes to supplementation, I don't think it's critical for you to run with gels or other products that you might see people who are running longer distances, like a half marathon, full marathon do. But if it's something that you have done in the past or that you want to try out, feel free. It's not going to hurt you. It's just not always necessarily needed. And you know, you want to test some different things in general, right? Because Something that we see a huge challenge for a lot of beginner runners when they're trying to train for something new that's hard and they're, you know, they're not used to running very often, you might cramp up. You might not feel the best when it comes to your stomach. And so you need to understand that certain things that you put into your body might not feel great when you run. For example, for me, any sort of dairy products or fatty oily food or sauces, that makes me feel like shit when I run. So I really eat a light diet before I run, mostly healthy foods. And then after I run, I eat more post-run. Before a speed workout or before you do a distance trial or a 5K race, for example, making sure to loosen up before that is important. I have another video where I go over that as well. Definitely feel free to watch that. A common setback that we see with beginner runners who train for a race like a 5K is shin splints. And I would say whether or not you feel like you have shin splints, doing shin splint exercises is going to really be helpful. I do have a YouTube video on that too. I highly recommend you watch that because you wanna proactively prevent it, especially when you are building up mileage, you can be very vulnerable to shin splints. Other great ways to recover, you know, this is kind of 2.0 type stuff. I don't think it's needed, but it will be helpful. Immersing yourself in cold water, whether that's a cold plunge or cold shower. Saunas are great. Cross training, even though it might seem physically challenging, can be a form of recovery as well. Even like going in a pool and like jogging in place, that's always really helped me a lot too. Yoga, meditation will help with getting stretching done, but also it can help you on the mental side of things because there is not just physical recovery when it comes to running. Sometimes there can be mental recovery, even though it does provide a ton of mental benefits. And then something that 
is not recovery, but just a tip here that I want to say is I want to encourage you to talk about this goal with other people. I do truly believe that, yes, friends and family can be great influences or bad influences in your life. But I want to encourage you to try to surround yourself with a positive group of people who are motivating you towards this goal. And this can be done by joining a running group or going to races and meeting people there. And hopefully you already have a group like that. And if you do, they are going to hold you accountable towards this goal. They are going to push you on those days that things are hard. And yes, it puts pressure on yourself. You might have rough days where if you don't feel like you're training in the right direction or you're feeling lazy, that you don't feel like you can actually accomplish this goal. But that's why having other people to help motivate you and bring you back in that positive mindset is gonna be great. And I'm happy to do that for anyone too. If you ever need someone to talk to about this goal, you need tips on your training, you don't know where to go, reach out to me. I'm at least one person that's willing to do it for you, but I'm sure there are plenty of other people you can find or that you know already who are willing to take that place for you. But yeah, that's really it. I mean, that is how you run a 5K without stopping. For many of us, we're not there now. It's not gonna happen overnight. It could take weeks, it could take months, it could take a year. It really is gonna be based on where you're at from your fitness standpoint right now and how willing you are going to be to really follow these steps towards getting yourself to be able to run a 5K without stopping. The last thing I'll leave you with is that it is okay if not everything goes perfect. You might have a vacation or a family emergency that comes up and you need to take a week off of running. But I wanna really push you to even when things get hard in life, and you have distractions to find a way to at least squeeze in that 30 minutes of exercise every day and to be able to get at least one day of running in each week. And like I said, I recommend you doing at least three. It's really gonna be helpful and you can over time increase it. You can start off with one day a week, do it for a month, go up to two days a week, do it for a month and get better and better each and every day towards this goal. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode in the Run Brighter podcast. I really appreciate it. Let me know if you accomplished this goal. I want to hear these stories. Let me know what other goals you have for running with a purpose. And I'm happy to consider making an episode in that area. And I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Thanks so much.